What is going on, guys? It is your girl, Olivia, all up in your eardrums once again today. And welcome back to the My Three Cents podcast. Guys, today I'm having a really niche episode for, honestly, the women who are just like me. You guys know that here inside of this podcast, I share a lot more depth and a lot more context on my life than what you see just on like the the surface level on the quick slides and and swipes that I share on my Instagram stories. Um, Really, I think it's intentional, right? Because this is like more of an online diary. This is my downloads. This is life as I'm experiencing it. Things that I wish I knew. Um, Stories and just like a deeper version of me, right? So if you're here, hi, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, but guys, one thing that I've shared with you here and that of the podcast, I've shared a little bit on social media over about the last year and I guess almost half now, man, is that one of the biggest struggles for me as a mom in coming into motherhood, into my own here in the last really year is really that my child is a child who has had a very consistent hard time sleeping. And I I think it's a really it's a really specific thing, a really specific feeling that it brings to me with just like the the entire mix of emotions of baby sleep. I will tell you that this podcast is not built out to like scare anybody or say like don't have kids. It's actually the opposite. It's it's me saying I would literally do this every single day for the rest of my life to have the life that I have now with my son. He is worth it. He's amazing. Um, and also with, with context, I've never been a mom before. I'm, I may very well be messing things up or doing things wrong. Only time will tell, right? However, whenever it comes to baby sleep, baby sleep has been hands down one of the most overwhelming, anxiety-inducing, stress-inducing, just absolute draining challenges of new mom life. If I were to put like a a number one first place trophy in the hand of like, you know, what is the hardest thing about new motherhood? Is it the diapers? Absolutely not. I don't even know why people say that. Is it getting your kid to eat food? I've literally, I've never had that issue. Um, Is it bath time? Is it consistent bedtime routine? No. Is it your child being able to sleep for any amount of consistent hours or time or stretches or through the night ever? Ding, 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 ding. It it is that one. Baby sleep is the most challenging thing for me ever. And I think that as a mom, it is hard because when my baby doesn't sleep, ain't nobody sleeping. And I will also say that I will, I, I will very openly say that I have never been a person who has ever in my life historically operated well with not a lot of sleep. I've never been a person that's like, eh, if I get four hours, I'm fine. No, if I don't get like a good night of rest, I feel deeply impacted by it. And growing up in like high school and college, I was a napper. I would take naps. Pregnant, I would take 20 minute nap if I could. In between college classes, naps. Mom life, it is I'm sleep deprived and naps are not even on the table. <laughs> it is a very different, it is a very different beast. But here's the thing. Guys, for those of you who have been in my shoes here, or maybe you're earlier on in your motherhood journey than I am, maybe you are someone who, you know, has a child younger than mine or older than mine, or you're very much in the season of life with me where you're like, I am so dang tired. And then, right, because it's not just tired, there's always more to it, right? And then we start to feel like, and I want to feel good in my body, and I want to feel like me again. My life is just so different. My energy is so different. I look so different. My body feels so different. And sometimes we start to feel these emotions. And I think especially when it's like late at night, the sound machine's on, you're in the like total darkness in the baby's nursery, you're rocking in that rocking chair, you're listening to the lullabies, all of the things. 
that is like the, if I'm going to spiral, it's going to be the middle of the night after I'm awake for four straight hours and it's going to be in that rocking chair feeling like I'm delirious in the corner. Um, but sometimes I will tell you, it feels so easy to have like our mindset spiral, our emotions spiral because we're, we're tired and we're exhausted in the middle of the night, but to feel those feelings come up of like, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to do this? Like, how am I supposed to work out and then clean my house and go to the gym and then make sure my baby is fed and he's diapered and he's cleaned and then do all of the other things and then maybe do a thing that I want to do. Like, how am I supposed to feel like me again when I am so tired and baby sleep is a thing that like, it's going to happen when it happens, but it's like so out of my control. How do we do that? <sighs> Guys, great question. I would love to tell you. Here's the thing. I'm not an expert on baby sleep. Okay. But I, I am very much an expert on women's transformation, on women's health. I'm very much an expert on also doing things wrong in my own fitness journey. Hello, I've dedicated my life to helping you guys save time, have higher quality life in years, and also to keep your butts out of the doctor's office um, and keep the pills out of your house and allow you guys to have a really, really full life by taking control of your routines and habits and actions. But I will say is if you guys know me, you know that I specialize in working with pregnant and trying to conceive in postpartum women. That is a lot of the women that I work with. And I love the energy inside of working with those women as well. However, the context here is that I'm not a baby sleep expert, but I am an expert in the transformation side of this. And also I have literally walked the walk, not just talked the talk. I'm not just going to tell you what I think is a good idea. I'm going to tell you as somebody who's been chronically sleep deprived for well over the last year and many months, like year and four months almost. Uh, I'm going to tell you what I did because also the triple whammy to this is that I've lost almost 50 pounds postpartum and I haven't just lost it. I've kept it off. And so here we go. This, if I were to give you three pieces of advice to the woman who is sleep deprived and the mom who is tired postpartum and like really wants to feel like her again, here are the three simple things that I would encourage you to do to allow you to have a really efficient, awesome transformation and also be really realistic with your lifestyle right now. And this is not outlandish. This is not do a 75 day hard. This is not wake up at 5 a.m. and train. No, it's actually the opposite. This is literally what I did to lose weight on a very tangible level. So here we go. First thing. Y'all, motherhood makes us a mama bear in a lot of ways, okay? We are daily a mama bear for our children. For you to be a woman who feels good in your body and in your skin and in your lifestyle and feel in control of you again, the number one thing that you need to be good at, the number one skill you need to perfect, quite honestly, mama, is you need to be the most queen bee of boundaries of all time ever. You need to be a boundary setting queen, okay? Not just with other people and when they can visit your house and when you say yes and when you say no. Say no all of the time if you want to. Say yes all of the time if you want to. Understand that what you say will have a repercussion, but be a queen boundary setter with other people. It is your baby. That is your responsibility and you get to always call the shots, okay? If you need a hype up, you let me know. I'm happy. I, I will be your mom pump up team in the back. However, what I really mean in this is I want you to, whenever you are thinking of your fitness journey, maybe whenever you're in that rocking chair, maybe you're listening to this from a rocking chair right now in the middle of the night. If you are, I'm standing in solidarity with you deeply. I really, really am. I want you to get so crystal clear, mama, on what your boundaries are and what you are willing and not willing to do to be able to be where you want to be physically in this season of life. If you have opportunity, if you have a hand, if you have five minutes to dedicate to yourself to do this, I want you to do one simple thing. I want you to start the sentence in a note on your phone and say, fitness journey, okay? What I am willing to do, make a, a bullet pointed list, fill in whatever, eat protein at every meal, track my food, drink more water, walk more. What are you willing to do on a realistic day? If you're tired, if you're not tired, like on today, what would you be willing to do to help support your body? Work out for 10 minutes, work out for an hour. What are, you, what are you willing and able to do? Second thing, I want you to look at the flip side of that coin. What are you not willing to do? 
what are you not willing to do? What kind of lifestyle are you not willing to live? What sacrifices are you not willing to make? For me, a sacrifice of mine for a long time and oftentimes still is, is I am oftentimes not willing to sacrifice my sleep. Very rarely am I willing to sacrifice my sleep. I notice a deep downward spiral and like truly in every area of my life, I feel so low when I mentally as well, like mental health wise, I don't feel good when I am so sleep deprived. And here's the thing. It's different whenever you're sleep deprived by your own choice versus when you're sleep deprived because it's out of your control. Sleep is one of the most epic resets we can give our body. A boundary of mine for a lot of the last year and a half is I am going to sleep through the night as long as I can. I will figure out training throughout the day. I will train I, I will not sacrifice. If I'm asleep at night, I need to sleep. I needed that for my family. I needed that for my breast milk supply. I needed that for my stress levels. I needed that for me to be able to be the woman here with you guys here today. I needed to be able to sleep. That was a boundary that I had. Find your own. Make your own. And then whenever you've found them and made them, make sure that your outcomes align with your new expectations for yourself, with your willingness for, your, for what you're able and willing to do. Make sure that you are not saying, I am not willing to go to the gym. I'm not willing to eat healthy, but I desire. And my expectation is that by doing whatever I'm doing, I need to lose all of my baby weight in the next six months. Let's be for real. <laughs> Let's make really, really tactful expectations for you. Because here's what I know. If you are setting expectations that don't align with your daily actions, you will always be frustrated, disappointed, and annoyed. Do you know what I don't want for you? That feeling. Especially whenever it's in your control to feel differently. Make a firm boundary, what you're willing and not willing to do and align your expectations and outcomes to make sense with that, okay? Second thing, delegate legit everything. Y'all will never hear me talk about delegation more than I will and how much it has just truly impacted me in the last year and a half of my life alone. I delegate every single thing I possibly can. Why? Why? Well, because I like to use my time to do things that only I can do. Feed the baby, pump the milk, do the things I need to do, coach my clients. I want to do the things that I can only do with my time. And if there are things that can be delegated to other people, services, machinery, humans, you're going to bet your bottom dollar I'm going to do that. Why? Because my time is valuable. I only get so much. And I do not want my cup to run dry because I am overexerting myself. I think humans a lot of the time have like a busyness issue. We love to put a lot on our plate and then freak out because it caused the drama that we have too much on our plate. You want to know what I don't align with? that. So you want to know what I don't do? That. I don't put a lot on my plate so that I'm able to excel in all that I do have on my plate. How am I able to do that and still also get everything done that I want and need to have done? Y'all, I be delegating. I am delegating all the time. Things I delegate, shopping. I delegate shopping so hard. You want to know how often I'm actually going into the store to get stuff? Not. Maybe once a week or maybe when I have to have something today. Monday morning was a great example. I went to go and pour my coffee Monday morning. There was no coffee in my fridge. It was a sad morning because I was very, very tired. Sunday night into Monday, I was awake for a four-hour stretch with my son straight. I was exhausted. Coffee had to be had. I had to have coffee. It felt like a cruel joke. So I went to the store. You know how often I'm going to the store though? I'm not. I'm delegating my shopping to Amazon a lot of the time. Grocery shopping, my husband and I will oftentimes switch off. Um, but whenever it comes to shopping anything else, I'm ordering it online. Or honestly, I ask myself if I really need it. I wait two weeks. If I don't still want it or need it, then I don't buy it. Then we're solving two problems. We're financially responsible as well. Um, however, another thing that I'm doing is I deeply delegate my own body, my own transformation, my own success. I've delegated this for many, many years. Y'all, you know, I'm a huge fan of coaching. You want to know why? 
Because whenever you have a coach that you trust and you love and you know is legit and you know will hold it down for you, what you need to do is so clear, so crystal, so easy peasy that they set the expectation. They get to look at your body and look at your journey objectively and help you close the gap and say, this is exactly what you need. Or let's work together on these protocols. Tell me how you feel about this and then I'll tell you ironclad what's going to go on. We're going to do this amount of water. We're going to take this supplement. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. Done. My job is then to check those boxes. I don't need to be emotionally involved in what's going on there. I want to make sure that it's efficient over everything else. I will tell you, it is also so powerful to have really intentional support be brought in. Support is a whole nother conversation that we can have as a mom. Truly, I believe that the village that is talked about that we need to raise children, it is sure it's for the child, but you want to know who it's really for? It's for the mom. It is for us. Coaching is a huge, wonderful asset and it is a huge support system. If you have never had a coach and you truly are feeling like, I, Olivia, everything that you're saying right now is hitting, I would encourage you to find a support system externally. It is a wonderful, life-changing, amazing, amazing thing. And it's the best gift that you can give yourself to have other people help lighten your load, especially if your physical appearance, especially if your physical transformation or, or where you're at physically postpartum is a stressor for you in any way, please bring someone on board to help make sure that you get to where you want to be so that you can allow yourself to focus on the things that only you can focus on and delegate all the rest. It truly, when I tell you it's life-changing, it is. You won't believe me until you do it. I would encourage you to do it. I digress. Delegate. Additionally, I delegate a lot of cooking. I delegate a lot of cooking to my oven. I delegate a lot of cooking to my crock pot. Y'all, I'm a huge fan of microwave, crock pot, air fryer, oven situation. Okay? If it's not on your stovetop, it doesn't need you to be all hands on deck with it. You want to know how much time it takes for me to actually like legitimately season and trim chicken and then put it on a cookie sheet in the oven? It maybe takes me five minutes in total to cook. And then I'm just around. Then when the timer goes off, I take it out. It is so easy. Delegate cooking. How can you make cooking easier for you? As moms, especially if you are feeding multiple mouths, more than just you, but you're feeding the baby, you're feeding the kids, you're feeding the husband, you're feeding everybody. Let's talk about a crock pot. Let's talk about prepping your food and putting it in there in the morning and then allowing you to live your day. And then at 8 p.m., whatever you're eating dinner, it's done. What if you use your crock pot to just prep your chicken? What if you allowed yourself to have an easier way to do things? Higher efficiency, great taste, great flavor, available, accessible, inexpensive. Crockpots are like 20, 30 bucks. They are not a lot of money. I think I got my first one on sale at Kroger. Um, may it rest in peace. That was lost in the rat apartment of 2020. If you guys have been here since 2020, you know. Um, regardless, delegate everything that you possibly can. First, we have boundaries. Second, we have delegate. Third, we have work on your energy levels before anything else, Okay. Work on your energy levels before anything else. Guys, the most detrimental thing that I think you can do inside of your fitness journey as a mother is honestly expect yourself to do more while you are not giving yourself the ability to do more with more gas in the tank. Let me be clear. If you desire to do more, we need to be intentional about where we're going to get the gas and the gumption to do the more. Especially if you are sleep deprived, let us be very straightforward again. Everything is harder when you're tired. I speak from experience constantly. Things that you can do to help you be energized are very, very simple. You may not like all that I'm about to tell you, but I will tell you I've done them all from experience and I will tell you I'm on the other side of this and you should listen to me. <laughs> you should listen to me. First things first, before you stumble downstairs, you go downstairs and you stumble to the kitchen, pour yourself a cup of ambition. Anybody know that song? Doesn't really sound like that. I could not sing it on the right key to save my life. Um, nine to five, Dolly Parton. You know, if you know, you know. Nobody's ever heard that song sung in that way, but you know, welcome to my podcast. It is my world. We're going to sing 
songs that are wrong all the time. Who went to? Anyways, before you guys get your first cup of joe in the morning, the first thing that you need to do is quite honestly eat breakfast and have water before you drink coffee. But Olivia, I'm so tired. I have to peel my eyeballs open. I have to have coffee first thing in the morning. Eh, no, you don't. I say this as also a human who did this chronically for years. I'm going to tell you what, nothing gives me more energy in the morning, honestly, than like literally putting cold water on my face, getting a face roller happening. Maybe I'm making some warm tea. Maybe I'm having some OJ, but I'm like actually having breakfast in the morning. And what I'm not doing is having a big old cup or many cups of coffee or a whole pot of coffee that's going to suppress my appetite and have me not listen to my hunger cues. That's not giving me any nutrients whatsoever. That's likely sugary. That's not doing anything for me. Y'all, you want to have energy? Sustained energy is going to come from food. It will never come from coffee. It's not even available for coffee to give that to you. Because here's the thing. When we start with coffee first thing in the morning, we start with a cup of coffee that, like I said, it suppresses your appetite and it's dehydrating you. Okay. It's a diuretic. It's also not going to be doing anything positive for your body. Once that coffee hits your system, you're going to feel good for a little bit, right? You're also going to have that sugar from your creamer, from your sauces, from your whipped cream, from your caramel sauce, whatever. Depends on how fancy you make your coffee. I do not. But if you are a fancy coffee person, person, I take my hat off to you. Y'all, you know, that first hit of that first cup of coffee, that only lasts so long. And then, you know, a few hours later, you're like, I'm crashing. I need another cup of coffee. I need another cup of coffee. I think also whenever we don't feel good in our bodies, we are more likely to do things that cause our appetite to be suppressed, do things to have us keep our morning skinny and do things to help us poop. I say this from experience and I say this from working with hundreds of women for years and years and years. This is extremely common and it has got to stop. If you actually desire to be energized, y'all have some fruit, have some Greek yogurt, have some toast, have a banana with peanut butter, have something and a glass, 18 ounces of water, whatever you're drinking and then have your coffee after. I will tell you this, you will feel a difference in this almost instantly. You want to be a better mom, more patient, more present human, a a mom that doesn't feel like a zombie who just has energy to scroll on her phone on TikTok, a mom that is really engaged, wants to take her babies to the park, wants to do the big things. Y'all, you have to give yourself the opportunity to have more gas on the tank and not just run on fumes. This is where nutrition really comes in. This is where it's so helpful. This is also how so many moms that I work with are able to lose weight without working out because we master nutrition, we give you more energy. And then we even just do things like increase your movement with the energy that comes from your food. Truly, it can be that simple. You want to increase your energy. You want to take your body back. You want to step back into your power. You want to balance your hormones. You want to make sure you're fertile, myrtle. You want to help yourself eat three to four meals a day. No more of this forgetting to eat stuff. No more. Non-negotiable, eat your meals. Non-negotiable, drink your water. Really, if we want to put icing on the cake here, whenever it comes to really increasing energy, I would encourage you to even just have a food blog of what you eat each day. An honest food blog of on Thursday for breakfast, I had this. On Thursday for lunch, I had a chicken sandwich and blah, 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 blah. Just so you can look back and say, okay, I felt really energized on this day. What did I do? When you have a little record of what is going on, even if you just take a quick picture of everything you eat and you put it into an album on your phone, I have seen so many different iterations of this. It is so helpful to do that, y'all. It is so helpful because then we know what's working and what's not. If you feel like you are so exhausted on Thursday night, let's look at where your cycle is. Let's look at how you sleep last night. Let's look at what your activity level was like during the day. Let's look at your water. Let's look at your food. If we actually have a metric by which we can look at all the things, it's super helpful. Okay. We can't manage what we don't measure. And I know that whenever we have low energy, we have literally five minutes of energy to be able to to track stuff. I get it. But what I will tell you is if we want to feel really good and see really great physical results happen, it has to start here. Getting aligned expectations, what we're willing and not willing to do. 
delegating as much as possible, giving us more time in the day to have more energy to do the fewer tasks so we can be the superstar in those tasks instead of feeling like we're dragging butt cheeks trying to do 100 things whenever we can be the superstar in 10. Um, And then additionally, looking at our energy, like truly looking at water and nutrients. And then if we want the icing on the cake here, having a food diary. These are the core things that I could teach you in this 20 minute segment of really how to allow yourself to have more and more energy and, and to do the things and make the transformation that you desire to make for your body and your life and your world and your family and womankind and all of it. When you are sleep deprived, everything is harder. These are three ways that you can immediately integrate into helping you feel less butt cheeks dragging, like literally zombie face, puffy, puffy bags under your eyes. I want you to feel good in your body. That starts with you feeling good in your body now. Okay. These are three things that you can integrate today, tomorrow, and you will see a difference no matter who you are, no matter what. Delegate, set some boundaries, work on getting your energy up. Do it. Message me. I'm here if you need absolutely anything. I'm sending you a huge big hug, guys. I love you all.